Welcome to Markitecture, where you can get smart fast with in-depth interviews of leading technology vendors. I'm Eric Suford, and I'm here with Alex Bauer, the head of market strategy at Branch. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, let's talk product. So high-level question, what does your product do? Our product is designed to help mobile app marketers and product folks take their users to the right place so that links that always work and then also measure what's working there. So the objective here is help these brands unlock new ways to grow and engage with their users beyond just the typical paid ad acquisition methods. You said brands, but you have a pretty diverse customer base, right? So who, who is your typical customer? Our typical customer, it tends to be any company that has an app, but the app is one part of their relationship with their users. So I think we're all familiar with, you know, kind of the first generation of mobile where the app was the whole purpose. Like you needed to get some real estate on the user's device. And once you got that real estate, you know, you had your app icon on the home screen, you basically won the game because there weren't that many apps and people would just come back to your app constantly because it was on the home screen. That's not really the case anymore with so many apps and with mobile being less of a destination and more of just a, a utility in a way. Everybody has a phone now and almost every brand that wants to have a relationship with those users has an app but it's often not the entire relationship they have. Like they might have physical stores, they might have a very important website. So mobile needs to be part of it. And our customers are the brands that want to have that app deeply integrated into the rest of their consumer relationship without it being the whole thing. So a restaurant chain or a bank or any, any kind of company that has an app but has other things in addition. Got it. And how, how large of a company is a typical customer? Oh, we've got a whole range. You know, some of the best known companies in the world use branch right down to the little individual app developer that maybe has a couple hundred MAUs. It's it's a pretty broad range. Some of the ones that typically come up are like Yelp or Ticketmaster has been a customer in the past, Airbnb, well-known brands got across it. the whole world. And uh, so we're totally worldwide customer base, not just US. Yes, correct. And are there any specific verticals where you're strongest? I'd say at this point, we're strongest in, well, we're particularly strong in quick serve restaurants and also fintech. And we have a growing strength in e-commerce. Actually, that, that has been a growing for a while. It's one of the, one of the biggest at this point. So it, it's pretty diverse. Got it. And can you walk us through a specific customer use case? For a specific customer or just a use case that many customers would use? Right, a use case that is specific, but, but anonymized. Okay, sure. I think well, <laughs> this is one of the most advanced ones. And I actually, I have a little video clip later that maybe we can show, but it's one of my favorites. It's the Yelp waitlist function. Mm -hmm. So it's one of these things where you, you go to a, you go to a, a restaurant and you, you type in your name on an iPad so that you can join the waitlist. And so you mm -hmm. get your table later. So you, you, you type in your phone number and it sends you a text message with a branch deep link embedded. So you can click that link on your device and it'll pop up in the Yelp app and show you your place on the wait list. Mm. And then you can share your wait list with your friend by sending them another branch link. And then you're all together in this group waiting and you can see how much longer you're gonna wait. You can see what your position is on the wait list. And that's a, a unique use case that Yelp has built, but I think it shows a bunch of different 
smaller use cases that we often see broken out. It has content sharing. It has text to download the app with a link. Mm -hmm. It has referral program because you might be able to send a link to your friend and then you get like a a 20% off coupon via that link. There are some other use cases that are a little bit more standard where you'd be sending emails with links inside or you'd be Mm -hmm. taking somebody from the web version of the content into the app via smart banner. Yelp Mm -hmm. has that also. So the app isn't installed when you get your waitlist link. You go to the website, but then you can download the app and continue. So there's a lot of different use cases baked into that one, but I like just the way that one's strung together. It's really cool. Those use cases are very cross-functional, right? Like, I, there's the product there that the team built to facilitate that. Uh, but it's also kind of like a form of marketing, right? With the affiliate piece or the referral piece. When you start working with a new customer, who typically, or just generally when you work with customers, who typically is a touch point? Is it something on the product side? Is it on the marketing side? It can be both, to be honest. We often are working with marketers because they want to understand obviously their their paid ad acquisition, but they also want to explore other marketing channels that are a little bit more adventurous. So Mm -hmm. things that are maybe known to work on the website of marketing, but have always been a challenge to bring to the app just because there's that app store black hole that tends to interrupt everything. So we work with marketers, but we very often also work with product folks and sometimes both of those from the same company. Because the product folks are looking at their app and realizing that they don't have a reliable way to build a feature that gets users into it. Mm -hmm. So they want the deep links that work. They maybe care a little bit less about the marketing campaign measurement. But then when you get the product and the marketing people talking together, they realize they can build these experiences and they can measure them. So it tends to be both sides. Got it. That's interesting. And what at what point in the in the sort of workflow or the job act like a marketer, let's say, let's take the marketing use case here, how are they interfacing with branch? Are they going to the dashboard every day? Are they uh, ingesting data into their pipeline? And how are they using it to do their jobs? All of the above. So the links themselves, they just once they're out there and deployed, they work behind the scenes. There's not a lot of maintenance that needs to go into the links. But the dashboard is where you would go to create certain types of new links. It's where you go to get the data that you want to report on. You can build your reporting dashboards there. You can use it to get data exports, but you can also get a lot of that via the API. So for a a typical marketer user, they're using the branch dashboard for most of what they do. Mm -hmm. And are they, when they ingest that data, or they are exposed to that data, does that sort of feed into like a a generalized model that they have? Or is this, these are just like outcome measurements that they care about? (laughs) It depends on the other resources that a given company has available. So they have a well-built-out data science team. Then they'll take the branch data and they'll pipe it into their existing models and dashboards, and they'll kind of use it as a source for everything Mm -hmm. else. It's very convenient that the source is standardized and normalized and takes data from all your ad networks and marketing channels, and it gives you kind of a, a nice clean feed so that, that's a big value prop that they don't have to worry about collecting multiple different siloed pieces of data in one place. But for companies that maybe don't have the in-house data science team or have, haven't built it out yet, uh, the branch dashboard still provides them with the core reporting and metrics that they need to see what's working. Thanks for listening. To hear the complete interview, subscribe at architecture.tv. 